there's no denying that 2020 was really tough in a variety of ways for every person on the planet. And I get that you, like many, are set on dropkicking the last year into oblivion in your mind with the hope that the new year will bring us all back to a state of normalcy. But I want to challenge you to conduct a year in review with me that's a bit different, because the challenges that you endured over the past 12 months had some lessons that came with them that I don't want you to miss. So before saying a final farewell to the year, in this episode, I'm going to share the top 2020 golf lessons you absolutely want to use. She Talks Birdie is for you, the golf enthusiast, who wants to discover how to play the game you love better, smarter, and more effortlessly. If that sounds like exactly what you need to take your game to the next level, then I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Dr. Shannon Reese, and in each episode, we'll take a look behind the curtain in your mind to uncover the simple mindset strategies that will help you play great. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get started. 2020 was a year full of unexpected, unwelcome, and often uncomfortable experiences. In many ways, I got knocked out of my comfort zone just like you, but I refused to get knocked down. I teach my clients that change comes with benefits and therefore must be something you learn to welcome in life and in golf. If for no other reason, change can be one of the greatest catalysts for growth and bigger wins. Trying to stay or play in your comfort zone will only lead to complacency and stagnation. And who really wants that? You've probably heard the saying, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And it holds a lot of truth. Over the past year, we've all had one recurring decision to make. To do whatever was necessary to adapt or to perpetuate our pain and struggle by being unwilling to seek out new ways to navigate. Which way do you consistently approach your golf game? Think about it. Your game is never the same two days in a row. Your swing has some variability day in and day out. Rounds on the same course unfold differently as you play them. You have the same choice that I mentioned when it comes to your game. You can either do what you can to adapt and succeed, or make the game much harder by taking a rigid approach to it. What's been your MO? At the beginning of 2020, I had plans to begin moving my business online so that I could reach more golfers in an affordable and more accessible format. The onset of the pandemic significantly accelerated my timeline and altered my plans. I had to pivot my business overnight in order to continue to serve my clients. Thanks to the current technology and some pioneer-minded golfers, I was able to begin working with clients virtually, and the Confident Golf Club membership was born. Inside my membership, I was able to keep my finger on the pulse of my members' games in real time to help them navigate the changes and new challenges they were experiencing on and off the course. Some were able to continue playing regularly, while others were very restricted. But walking virtually by their sides throughout the bulk of the year uncovered some big lessons that I want to share with you. These lessons aren't necessarily new, but the challenges of 2020 reinforced the power of them 
and the need for my clients and you to capitalize on them for your future gain. So many of the conversations on my weekly Q&A calls centered around these lessons, and I don't want you to miss out on the opportunities they've created for you in the new year. The key to your success will be your willingness to break out of your comfort zone-driven pursuits in exchange for a more adaptable and flexible approach to your game. Challenges can bend or break you depending on how you choose to respond to them. Are you ready for the challenge? Let's get started. Lesson number one, 2020 taught us that social distancing enhances focus. As much as staying six feet away from everyone has been awkward, the practice has had a positive impact on my client's ability to focus on their game. Many have already begun talking about whether they'll be able to maintain their improved focus once they have to start sharing carts again. I've been assuring them that they can by following some simple strategies. Social distancing on the course has eliminated a common form of external distraction that typically accompanies playing with others. I'm referring to the challenge of being paired with someone who is very chatty or has a habit of providing you with a blow-by-blow account of their game while it's unfolding or doesn't have a clue that it's distracting to keep talking while you're trying to hit your shot. I often say that you can pick your friends, but you can't always pick your playing partners. Social distancing has removed much of this distraction, making it so much easier for golfers to focus all of their attention on their own game and the task at hand. When your mind is completely focused on your next shot, you tend to hit better shots. And that's exactly what my clients have been enjoying due to being separated from their playing partners. But down the road, when it's once again safe to share a cart, it's possible to maintain good focus habits. You just need to create healthy boundaries around your game. Don't worry, this isn't something you have to try to manage for four hours. That would be nearly impossible. But you want to create space between you and your fellow golfers to focus well during the time it takes for you to complete each shot cycle. That amounts to only about 15 to 20 minutes inside of a full round. Being socially engaged between shots and holes is a good thing. But when it's time for you to start thinking about your next shot, you'll want to redirect your attention fully to it. There are three strategies you can easily use to do this. You can create physical space between you and your playing partner. You can let your playing partner know when you'd like to pause the conversation to focus on your next shot. And you can learn how to actively occupy your mind using a systematic, repeatable mental pre-shot routine which will make you less susceptible to getting distracted by the things going on around you. If social distancing has been helping you play with more focus, before that ends, begin thinking about how you will maintain that sharp focus when you need it most no matter who you're playing with by selecting one of those three strategies. Lesson number two. 2020 taught us that you've got to make the most of every moment. Depending on where you lived over the past year, from month to month, there have been various degrees of lockdowns. Given the freedom we're accustomed to, it was difficult to be told when and where we could go. Just because the restrictions weren't under our direct control, whether or not we would make the most of them was. One of the biggest benefits I've heard people talking about during the lockdowns was that they forced them to be present and make the most of every moment. Time with family became precious. 
escaping to the golf course provided a sense of freedom from confinement, and we learned to appreciate the little things more than ever before. That's the upside of being present, and it's vital to your success in golf. On the course, you must commit to make the most of every moment, meaning each shot one at a time. Depending on how the game tests you during a round, that's easier said than done. Golfers can get lost in the past and the future when things aren't going as planned, which has a negative impact on their shot in the present. Let me describe a scenario that might sound familiar to you. You're on the tee getting ready to hit your drive, but you're still beating yourself up about the three shots it took to get out of the greenside bunker two holes ago. You're hoping you can pull off a birdie on this hole to make up for some lost ground with a stroke of luck. This is an example of playing with fractured focus, meaning that your focus is in the past, the future, and the present all at the same time. To hit a good shot, you've got to have all of your brain power engaged in the task at hand in the present. Your planning can't be influenced by what happened in the past or what you hope will happen in the future. You've got to make the most of the moment you're in by isolating your focus to what's next. I teach my clients to break their game into one-shot challenges to avoid the habit of bringing the past and or the future into their planning and preparation for the shot in the present. Making the most of every moment in golf means being committed to take your game one shot at a time by leaving the past that you can't change behind you and investing in a quality approach to the next shot so that you can reach the future you desire. Lesson number three. 2020 taught us that your emotions won't control you if you don't lose control of your emotions. You can't control every emotion, but you can control how you respond to your emotions as they occur. When the world began turning upside down with no indication of when things might begin to normalize, those who leaned into their anger, distress, fear, and other negative emotions were finding themselves consumed by them. Negativity breeds more negativity. In contrast, there were plenty of people, like my clients, who were actively choosing a more positive outlook in moments of frustration, fear, or disappointment. They were refusing to allow negativity to rule their behavior, having trained themselves to weather storms in golf with much more resilience. What they were demonstrating was good emotional intelligence, also known as EQ. Emotional intelligence is the ability to identify, use, understand, and manage emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. Your EQ increases when you're put in situations where your emotional buttons are getting pushed. Only then are you forced to exercise your mental and emotional muscles, so to speak. Patience is required to increase your emotional management skills. Patience gives you the space and grace you need to recognize when you're losing control so that you can do something productive to regain it. 2020 has provided numerous patience-testing occasions. Has yours grown as a result of the challenging times, or do you still have a relatively short fuse? If the latter applies to you, then you will need to get a handle on your emotional management in order to improve your golf performance. 
For the most part, I take a gentle approach to my work with my clients. But the one thing I won't tolerate is when a client refuses to take responsibility for mismanaged emotions. Nothing will hold you hostage more than the phrase, I can't. Have those words slipped past your lips on the course? That's a sign that you are better at leaning into your emotions than taking charge of them. The lesson I hope you learn this year is that the best way to neutralize negative emotions is with patience. When dealing with others, with yourself, and with your circumstances. And you can train yourself to manage a negative reaction to a poor shot the same way. The moment your emotions start to get the better of you, you become incredibly vulnerable to giving strokes away. Negativity impedes your brain's processing power. You're unable to think clearly, make good decisions, find solutions, and engage your creativity. When you let your emotions rule your game, things can go from bad to worse. The solution is to pause long enough in the aftermath of a disappointing moment to see the need to regain control and to actively redirect your attention to what you actually want to do next. Be aware of how you tend to react to different situations on the course. Are you maintaining or losing control? The easiest way to know is by assessing whether the action you take after a poor shot is adding to or hurting your game. Don't miss the big opportunity to become more resilient on the course going forward by using the new amount of patience that the pandemic has developed in you. Lesson number four, 2020 taught us that you can overcome any challenge with the right attitude. This next lesson is directly tied to your emotional management. The goal of all my training is to equip golfers with the strategies that allow them to lead with their thoughts, even when their emotions are pulling them in the opposite direction. Think about it this way. Where your emotions might throw you under the bus, taking a proactive approach to how you think will keep you behind the wheel of the bus. When your emotions threaten to derail your game, you can choose to lead yourself out of a tailspin by persistently thinking positive thoughts. When you do so, you will find that your emotions eventually catch up. Persistently positive thinking is what it takes to operate with a great attitude. In golf, you can play great with an imperfect swing and a great attitude, but you'll never reach your goals with a perfect swing and a bad attitude. I've witnessed my clients rise above the difficulties in their lives and games this past year by persistently choosing to focus on the wins, the good, and the positive side of everything. There's nothing Pollyanna-ish about being positive. It simply requires you to be selective about the things you talk about, think about, and pursue repeating. On the course, this means constantly paying attention to what's working rather than wasting time and effort worrying about or trying to fix what you think isn't working. Lesson number five, 2020 taught us that change is good. One of the most common traits of highly successful people is that they aren't afraid to embrace change. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride of change for everyone. With no prior experience to draw upon, the world has had to adapt to survive. Those intent on making lemonade from lemons rode the wave of change to find ways to thrive. And it's incredible to think about all the advancements that have been made as a result of being forced to change. 
There have been medical breakthroughs. Businesses have changed how they serve clients. Some businesses have completely reinvented themselves to meet new needs. Work-life imbalance has been greatly improved with more people working from home. Countries have merged resources to achieve common goals and so much more. Embracing change regularly in golf has significant benefits too. According to Einstein, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different or better results is the definition of insanity. I want to make sure that you never find yourself in an insanity rut in your game by sharing my thoughts on this final lesson. Change, especially when it's big, isn't something that I embrace easily. It's something that I've had to work on accepting on a regular basis. My biggest barrier has been fear of the other side of change. But doggedly trying to prevent change does nothing but hold you back. Because you can't control everything in life or golf, as things unfold, you must be willing to flex and enjoy the ride. Examples of this flexibility include those who have looked at a situation from a different angle, tested the waters with a new venture, thought outside the box, and those who are willing to learn as they went. To wrap up this episode, I want to give you three strategies to help you make more progress in this area in the coming year. Be willing to change up your game plan based on the swing in your bag for the day. If you're using your pre-round warm-up to get a snapshot of the A-game in your bag for the day, then you may already be using this strategy. Since every golfer experiences some variance in their swing from day to day, it's important that you're willing to adjust your game plan to accommodate what you've got in the bag. Where many golfers get into trouble is when they go into a round trying to fix what's in the bag, which prevents them from playing with confidence. A better approach is to leverage what you have. So if everything is going a bit left, play it. Don't fight it. The more relaxed you are about your swing, the better you will swing. It's that simple. A second strategy is that you've got to be willing to change up your approach to a hole. This is the follow-up strategy to the first one that I just mentioned. To accommodate the swing you've got that might be a bit different than the one you wanted, usually means that you'll need to be a little creative in your approach to a hole. Keep in mind that the game is forgiving in the sense that there are fortunately a lot of different ways you can play a hole well, as long as you've got the right attitude on board, that is. So don't tie yourself up in knots trying to play the same way every day. It's okay to mix things up when needed. Lastly, be willing to adjust to external factors like course conditions and pace of play. Do you get unsettled when greens are rolling faster or slower than normal? Do you get aggravated when the pace of play is not the way you'd like it to be? If yes, then you need to get a lot more flex in your step. Both things are outside your control. What you can control brings us back to the previous lessons. If conditions are different, make a point to learn from each shot so you can make micro-adjustments to your game and play well despite the conditions. If the pace of play of your group is slow, then use the extra time to your advantage by reflecting on the good shots you've already hit or pre-playing your strategy for the next hole. You'll have a lot more fun if you don't fight the need to make some adjustments and learn something of value in the process. Well, there you have it. Join me in walking away from 2020 better equipped to succeed because you're choosing to apply the lessons this year brought with it. 
John Maxwell said, you either win or you learn. That decision is entirely up to you. But I hope I've inspired you to look back on 2020 with a different perspective that will allow you to use the difficulties of the past as a springboard to greater success in the future. To quickly recap, here are your top 2020 golf lessons once more. Number one, use social distancing as a model to set healthy boundaries around the time it takes you to complete your shot cycle so that you can maintain 100% focus on the task at hand. Number two, commit to making the most of every moment on the course, which means being 100% present to deliver your best with each one-shot challenge. Number three, maintain control over your emotions by responding to challenging and disappointing moments with patience for others, yourself, and the situation. Number four, be equipped to overcome any challenge that emerges in a round by maintaining a positive attitude that is centered around what's working in your game. And number five, Embrace change by giving yourself permission to be flexible in your approach to your game so that you can roll with it and not fight against it on the course. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes to rate the podcast or leave me a review. That's the best way to support this podcast and enable me to keep providing you with actionable content you can use to play great. And if you haven't already subscribed to the She Talks Birdie podcast, what are you waiting for? It's the easiest way to make sure you don't miss a single juicy episode. Well, that's a wrap. Now get out there and play great.